Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 68, and we're all about closets, closets, closets today. Now, truth be told, I wasn't super excited to talk about this. In fact, I do a content calendar for my podcast about every six to eight weeks, and I knew I needed to get closets on there. It's definitely something people have asked about over the years through Instagram and sent me emails and different conversations that I've had. And I wasn't super excited to talk about it. And so here's why. First and foremost, I used to love organizing closets. So when I first started my business, definitely, I mean, my favorite job was when a client left me completely alone, let me organize their closet. It's actually where I discovered my love for podcasts. So I kind of got burnt out listening to my music playlist sometime and I was like, I need to listen to something. And so that's when I discovered podcasts and I would just devour podcasts. So I'd have them on and I would just really get into the zone organizing closets for my clients. But after you've been a professional organizer for a few years, you have been in a lot of closets. You've seen a lot of closets. You've organized a lot of closets. So one thing that I started to notice towards the end of my time organizing for clients was I was tired of closets. I started to feel a little claustrophobic. Even the podcasts weren't motivating me. They just weren't doing it for me anymore. And so that's when I kind of realized like maybe it's time to um, take a different route when it comes to my career as one organized mama. But again, I know they're very important. Obviously, we have them in our homes. Um, a lot of times they are the place that we tend to hide our stuff so that no one sees it. So if we have people coming over and we just have stuff everywhere, we'll put it in a basket or bin, right? And then shove it in a closet. Because generally speaking, people don't open our closets when they come to our home for a visit, or they shouldn't be. So it's a great place where people hide stuff. We also don't know what to do with our stuff. So that's the other thing. It's all that stuff. Like we don't know what to do with it. Like we need it. It has to be kept, but we're not quite sure where else it should go in our home. So that's also stuff that we stuff in closets. And we also, we have a general idea what clients are, our closets are supposed to, to do, like obviously hang clothes or put linens away. But I'm going to talk about and go into a little bit more about zoning your closets and a lot of different things that maybe you're not thinking about or considering when organizing your closets. So again, I've been through a lot of closets. And so once I started to outline this podcast, I actually realized I had a lot to say about it. Now, the other thing that I want to point out to you is this. Closets are kind of like in the history of humanity are kind of a newer thing. And you notice this in newer homes. The newer the home, generally, the more closets there are and the larger they are. Now, I was under the impression that closets were sort of an American thing. Um, but so I actually did a little internet research while I was outlining, outlining this podcast. I didn't really find that exactly. So I don't know where I, I 
thought of that or came up with that. I feel like someone at some point told me that it um, a lot of homes overseas, depending on the country, they don't um, build closets because of tax reasons or something like that. Don't quote me on that. That's like back in a memory vault somewhere because I was trying to think of um, different things because what I do notice with my podcast is that my followers are growing. So outside of the U.S., the top four countries that are listening to this podcast are number one, Australia, number two, Germany. I was really surprised by that one. Number three, Canada, and number four, the United Kingdom. So hello to all of you guys overseas, and I'm super, super grateful that you're that you're listening, that you're tuning in. But if you would do me a favor, because I'm really curious about this, is as as a closet like more of an American thing or I mean, I know again in America, generally speaking, the newer the home, the larger the closet. So there are parts of the US, like maybe in the South or the East or the Midwest where the homes are older. And therefore, I know from travels and living in different parts of the U.S. that um, that generally the closets are smaller or that there's fewer of them. So if you are living abroad, if you're one of my overseas listeners, if you would do me a favor, just because I'm curious about this, show me what your closets look like, especially if you want to show them off. Go to Instagram, just follow the hashtag OneOrganizedMama. Of course, give me a follow as well on my page, One Organized Mama, and share with us what your closets look like in these different countries. We're just really curious. Like, this is your time to take a brag moment and show how organized your closet is or how creative that you've used that space. So again, just for curiosity's sake, I, I, I'm really kind of interested in this topic, obviously. So let's get started on the practicality of organizing your closets. Again, closets are supposed to have a purpose, right? I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and my home is, let me think, 15 years old. We have plenty of closets. One of the reasons why I purchased our home, I loved the amount of storage space. Am I guilty of having a lot of stuff? I sure am. I have three kids and a husband and we're a super active family and we just have stuff, stuff, stuff all the time. In fact, I just recently decluttered the kids' linen closet and a downstairs closet and I was shocked at how much I had going for donations. I mean, I probably had... A, a, 10 bins packed full of stuff. And I was like, this is, this is, if people only knew, well, you guys do know now. So anyway, yes, we collect stuff. I'm like, where does this stuff go from or come from? And that's one of the reason I think home builders are really paying attention to closets and they're putting more in our homes and they're making them larger because they know generally we have a lot of stuff. And it's definitely something that's appealing because again, Closets are those spaces that are generally not seen by other people. They're generally in private spaces and we can kind of just shove stuff in and, you know, put stuff away to make the common areas of our homes seem more tidy and put together. So 
what I like to do with this podcast is almost use it like a coaching session almost. So if you have a closet that you really need to tackle and you're just not sure what to do with and it's just sort of like this little dark cloud sitting over your head and you know you need to get in there and tackle it, but you just are dreading it, listen to this episode and I'll kind of walk you through it. Also, as I've always said, go to my website, the decluttering guide will walk you through it in the best way possible. You get actually a printable, you get um, little short videos, so you can listen to them over and over and over again. So again, if you're going to be working on closets, go to my website, download um, the decluttering course. It's an online course. Again, you can listen to it. Once you have it, you have it for forever. It's yours to keep. And it's really helpful because decluttering is a really big part of organizing our cl- our closets. All right. So if you're not familiar with my four steps, here they are. Step one, declutter and sort. Step two, create a zone. Step three, label and contain. And step four, teach and maintain. I'm going to go through all four steps as they apply to closets. So again, these four steps can be applied to any space in your home, in your life. And the purpose of them, it's just sort of like a uh, repeat. You go through, you have to declutter. I don't care who you are. Like me, I'm one organized mama. I got rid of so much stuff the other day when I went through two closets, two closets. Aren't you know what? Actually, that's not true. I think my daughter actually threw some stuff in. So, but we still had a lot of stuff. So decluttering. Imagine if I didn't declutter, I would be busting at the seams. As I know, many of the closets maybe you have a few are. So again, let's go through the four steps and you can kind of use this as a guide to getting started and kind of clearing out some clutter in your closets. Step number one, declutter and sort. Here is what I want you to do. I want you to get a trash bags, uh, two trash bags. I want you to get little post-it notes or, or, or um, write on a piece of paper, donate and trash, and then write another one that says keep. It doesn't need a trash bag. Just put it right next to it. When you have decided on which closet you're going to start on, I want you to start on one small area at a time. And I want you to stay focused by using a timer. So put the timer on your phone. You can listen to a podcast or or music. Like I said, it's really, really helpful. Uh, to kind of keep you on track. But you can still do that while you're um, listening to something. Put your timer on. Don't go beyond 20 minutes. Just trust me on this. Stick to 20 minutes or less when you're doing this. So choose a small space. Choose a starting point in your closet. And you're going to simply just take stuff out. And if it's hanging, if it's a keep, you can just leave it there. But say it's shoes. You're going to go through your shoes and you're going to say, these are keep. They're going to go on the floor next to the keep sign. These are donate and man, these are trashed. Into the trash bag they go. That's it. And when the timer dings, stop. When the timer dings, I want you to bag up the trash and the donations. And then I want you to neatly put the shoes back or put the items back, whatever area that you were working on. 
That's it. Now I want you to repeat. I want you to do this again and again and again as you make your way through the closet. It's as simple as that. And the reason I want you to get into the habit of this is number one, I want you to create a habit. I want this because when we're going to get to step number four, I want you to just get in the habit. Like this is easy. Decluttering and organizing does not have to be super complicated. And I think so many people make it super complicated and it's supposed to look like this and be focused on aesthetics and labels and containers. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And if you don't believe me and you don't like that, then you don't have to, you shouldn't have to listen to me. So my whole point in getting you organized is I want you to create systems in your home that save you time. That's why I'm so like adamant about this. So again, put all the items away. Voila, you have created a space that's decluttered and looks neat and tidy already. You can go a little further and we'll get into that in just a second. But basically, I just want you again to get into the habit. That's how you declutter. Just one small space at a time. And when you're done, if you have a little bit of extra time, go on, move on to the next section until you don't have, until you've, you're done, you're burned out, um, or you've run out of time or whatever. Now, the other reason I want you to do it this way is this. What happens if you are not this hyper-focused when it comes to decluttering? You know what happens. I know what happens. I've seen it a thousand times. You say, I'm going to go and organize my closet. You start pulling stuff out. You're starting making piles on the bed. You have piles on the floor. The phone rings. You get distracted. You find something that you realize, oh my gosh, I've been looking for this forever. Let me go put it away right now so that I, I don't have to run out and buy a new one. And then you go and you're like, oh, okay, let me go through and add more stuff. And then by this time, you're burned out. You're tired. The phone is rang 50 times. Someone else has called for your attention. You don't want to go back and deal with it. You can't even remember which pile was keep and which pile was giveaway. And now you're panicked and you don't want to put all the stuff into trash bags that were in the giveaway pile because you weren't really paying attention and you may have put something in there that you really meant to keep and now you're going to potentially accidentally give it away in a donation pile, right? I've seen it happen so many times. That's why I want you to stay hyper-focused I want you to start small and I want you to use a timer because then it keeps you, it helps you make progress on this. Do you hear like how adamant I am on this? I've seen it a thousand times. I've, like I said, I've gone through it with literally hundreds of clients. Okay, I can take it down for a second. All right, so you've gone through and you've organized that space. Now, The other reason I want you to start small and say, again, we start with the shoes and then you've gone through, you've gotten rid of the shoes, you put the keeps back. Guess what? It kind of makes you feel good. I do this sometimes too. Like our, the, the linen closet near my kids were basically, it's my kids' linen closets for their bedrooms and their bathrooms. It, I mean, it was embarrassing. Like, (laughs) in fact, 
it just was sort of busting at the seams. And I, it just, we were sort of in this weird transition with beds over the past few years. And I was like, uh, it had all kinds of different sizes of sheets and towels and all kinds of stuff in there. And my daughter had um, a friend living with us temporarily. And that friend's boyfriend actually came over one day to try to organize it, bless his heart. And um, obviously he didn't know what to get rid of. He just tried to refold stuff because again, I'm a big believer and it's my kids stuff. They need to fold it, put it away, try to maintain it. But once in a while intervention is needed. And I went in there and completely gutted it. I mean, completely purged stuff. I had toddler bed stuff. I mean, I have a 10 year old, my youngest is 10. And I think um, what just happened is that when I gave like the toddler bed stuff, or the toddler bed to my sister. I was keeping the sheets and all the bedding and pillows and just forgot to give it to her. So I took the time to go through and absolutely purge that closet. And what happened is I actually was really proud of that space. And you'll find that too. So going back to the shoes, you'll find like, hey, I'm really proud of that space. And you'll kind of like go back and look at it and like, oh, look how neat and tidy it looks. And it will sort of be a motivator to have you go and continue and to continue to motivate you. So again, start small for all these reasons that I just told you. Now, another thing I would just want you to consider just real quick when it comes to putting stuff back. And this is just something that, I mean, is just like a personal preference, but I actually do think, I mean, I've tried folding things a million different ways, and I do think that this is what looks the neatest. Make sure no matter what you're folding, whether it be towels or sweaters or t-shirts, when you place them back, the folded edges, if you can see the folded edges, it generally looks neater. The only exception to this is is if you've heard me talk about like those of you who like to hang pants and jeans, back pockets, fold it with the back pockets touching, then lie it over the hanger and it's actually the opposite with these. So when they're hanging, you're not seeing the folded crotch part basically. That's what makes a closet look really, really neat as far as just tidiness. Because again, I want you to to want to be tidy and neat, but I don't want you to worry about perfection or, you know, overly worried about aesthetics or, of course, impressing others. Okay. Step number two, create a zone. This essentially is a step where you create a home for every item in your home. This is the space planning. This is uh, the area, the the step that always has like a trendy um, name, but basically space planning, creating a home, whatever. I just say create a zone. Zoning. That's something that I do like to talk about. Now, why zoning? Because I just want you to automatically think of where you find stuff. Again, my whole point in organization is I want it to ultimately save you time. So I want it to save you time when you put something away and I want it to save you time when you retrieve something. So I don't want you to spend a lot of time putting stuff back. Think about at the grocery store. I had a funny thing that happened recently. My husband 
Um, I sent my husband to the grocery store. We go to the same grocery store. I've gone there for, gosh, 12 years or something. I mean, I've lived in the same part of the valley in Las Vegas. I go to the same grocery store. So I literally know where everything in that grocery store is. And I needed him to get a jar of pepperoncinis for a recipe I was making. And I know my husband, we have this sort of ongoing debate. Like if he can't find it in the store, he won't ask. And so he'll tell me they're out of them. And it really frustrates me. So I know exactly where those are. So I put in explicit details like walk down this aisle. They're across from the salad dressing right next to the olives. And when I think about my local grocery store, I go in there because I don't love grocery shopping. Um, especially nowadays, like it just... Ugh with everything going on in the world, it can be a little bit frustrating. But so when I go in with the intention of going grocery shopping, unless it's like a store like Target where I want to take my time, I generally want to kind of get in, get out um, pretty quickly. And what I love and why the reason why I go to the grocery store that I go to is because I know where everything is to the point where when I send my husband in for a very specific item, I can literally tell him, which aisle and where in the aisle it's at. That's zoning. It saves me time. So that's how I want you to think about your house. I want you to think about like what makes sense and where should I put it? Think about it when you go to your favorite store. Think about it when you um, shop for your kids, when you shop for your family. Um, Where You know where to go. Like you're not going to go to you know, the women's section, if you're shopping for your son, right? Like you generally know where to go when it comes to shopping. So that's sort of what I want you to think about when it comes to zoning. Where in your home does it belong? And so when it comes to closets, again, closets are one of those places that just attract random stuff from all over our house. It's fine. You can put that stuff in a closet, just make a home for it. And when it comes to making a home, it can just be a shelf, it can be a bin, it can be a basket, whatever. And that way you just know like, hey, I know these are in this area of my home and again, saving you time and saving you money. All right. The other thing I want you to think about when it comes to zoning is you've got to pare down. Let's go back to the example that I just used in step one for shoes. So say you went through, you did your 20 minutes, you organized your shoes, you pulled out um, the ones that you can't keep. So what are you going to do with the rest? Say you just have more shoes than you have space for. What do you do? Well, you're going to have to make some tough decisions. I mean, let's be honest. This is very first world kind of problems. Do we really need as many shoes as we have in our homes? Probably not. And I am 100% guilty of that. Um, But you really want to take a look and say like, how can I be creative? If these are all items that I do need to keep or would really like to keep, you just have to be a little bit creative. Perhaps you change things out seasonal Um, by putting stuff maybe in bins and then storing those maybe under a bed or in the garage and then changing them out every season to just make things look very tidy. But the less stuff you have, generally the neater the space is going to be. 
All right. The other thing I want you to consider when it comes to closets are underutilized spaces where you can get super creative. And two of those are wall space and door space. And that's definitely something that we did a lot for our clients. Like for instance, these are great areas to hang scarves or jewelry or different accessories, sports items, a lot of things like that. A lot of people don't even think about the wall space and the door space in their closets. And again, if you have a very small closet, limited space, definitely, definitely get super creative and look to your walls and your door space. All right. Now, say you've gone through another area. Let's use the linen closet that I just went through because this was something that I discovered the the linen closet for my uh, kids' rooms is actually pretty small. Um, And so I sort of, one of the reasons that it was overstuffed and spilling out is because they were putting everything in there. If it was basically a fabric that wasn't a clothing item, it was getting, kept getting shoved in there. So it was towels, it was sheets, it was um, blankets, it was pillows, it was sleeping bags. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Stuff that I had room for in other spots, but you know, like they would have a sleepover and get out a couple of sleeping bags and not return them to the garage, which is where we keep the sleeping bags. They would go in the linen closet. So it was just a matter of sort of taking those items out and then again, sort of paring down and making a very clear and concise decision that this was essentially for towels and bedding for the rooms because again it was a pretty it's a pretty small space. You can easily communicate this with your family. So if you've spent some time on a project and you've done some decluttering and for instance you're noticing like they're putting the sleeping bags back in that closet over and over again put a little sticky note. These are great. Just put a sticky note on the door or on the shelf or on the inside of the door and just say, "Sleeping bag, return sleeping bags to garage or use this closet for sheets and bedding only for kids' bedrooms or whatever. Just use something to communicate. Are they going to always pay attention to it? No. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's okay. Again, these are spaces I don't want you to be overly fussy about. I just want you to focus on function. Now, the other thing I wanted to say real quick about zoning in closets is this. And this, oh my gosh, was something that we could go down a rabbit hole when it came to organizing for clients. And that is color coding. Okay, so I I know everyone has seen them out there. Like the, the closets were, I mean, where it's like, all neutrals. Like you see those beautiful closets. It's like blacks. And it looks like they're all like black tank top. I mean, turtlenecks and then whites and then taupe. And they're all like the same shade of taupe. And then you look at your closet and you're like, you have tank tops in there. You have spaghetti straps. You have sweaters. You have, if you're a female, a lot of times we have like the, the, off the shoulder type of stuff or the wide neck stuff that never fits on a hanger. Um, And even when it comes to the white or black, there's a lot of gradient in that, in that color shading, right? Like when I look at my black, some are a little bit dingier than others. Some are a little bit more bright. The fabrics are um, certainly very different. 
So as what happens in modern day organizing is that we beat ourselves up and we're like, that's not what my closet looks like. Well, again, if you've heard me say it before, a lot of those photos are just pure staging. We did them for clients too. And we would stage a client's home. And yes, we removed the stuff that didn't fit or didn't look nice for the photo. That's simply all they're doing. So I don't want you to go down a rabbit hole of organizing and zoning your closet to this like color gradient system. Here's how I do mine. And I'll try to get some photos for Instagram on this um, if I get time this week. So basically what I do is I color, color block my wardrobe. So for instance, I have dresses are on one side. I don't worry about like long dresses so much. They're just kind of on one side um, because I don't have that many of them. But I definitely like all of my shirts hung. I mean, I hang t-shirts. I hang all of my shirts. And I definitely like the color blocking system. It's what works for me. So I put whites that kind of go from like bright white to sort of a little bit of ecru, beigey kind of white colors. And I kind of put from one side is like spaghetti strap to tank top to short sleeve to medium sleeve to long sleeve, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe sweaters in there too. So that's how I kind of like it because I realize I sort of dress by color more than and and then so I dress by obviously season, um, but then even with that, um, I dress by color generally. So if I know I'm going to wear jeans today, then I generally know I want like maybe just like a black t-shirt to go with that and some cute shoes or whatever. So I kind of just like things organized by color, but I'm not super worried. I'm not making sure that the light pinks are to the right of the dark pinks and the fuchsias, I just kind of put them in there. And I generally know like pinks are right here, reds are right here. I actually do kind of have pretty colorful wardrobe. I actually like um, a bit of color when I dress. So again, don't go down a rabbit hole with this. Just focus on kind of color blocking. Again, making sure things look tidy and neat by focusing mostly on decluttering. You don't have to really, really get into that. And if anybody is telling you that, I don't want you spending your time wasting precious moments of your life worrying about how perfect your closet looks. So try not to listen to them. All right. Step three is all about labels and containers. And I always say this is everyone's favorite step when it comes to organizing. All right. I'm, I know you guys have heard me say it before when it comes to labels and containers, I'm super boring. I always say choose black, choose white, choose clear, depending on your space. But I will give in a little bit on this one and say this is the area where you can be a little bit more creative. This is sort of the area where I definitely like some different types of bins and sometimes they have patterns or colors in them, but I don't use a lot of them. So if I have to replace them, it's pretty inexpensive to kind of um, donate them or use them somewhere else and then add something new. So if you do want to get a little bit creative and you see those super cute bins while you're walking through Target um, and you like, hey, this could work in my linen closet. Great. Pick them up. 
Generally speaking, um, there's always a debate between clear bins versus opaque bins. Clear bins, generally, I don't like unless they're in the kitchen or bathroom. So I'm going to stick with my opinion on this and go for opaque bins because I don't like seeing the declutter or the messiness inside of a bin. I just don't. But again, personal preference on that one. All right. So you can't be creative, but I will say if you decide next, you know, summer, like you found these super cute bins at Target and then next summer you're like, oh, I want to add to that. I can almost guarantee you, you're not going to be able to find them again. So that's again, why I always encourage you when you're buying bins, just go super boring, choose black or white, because then it's easier to kind of match them up. All right. So what should you be using bins for in a closet? Well, generally they're items that are tough to store. So I've given you some examples of bins and why I use bins in my closet. Um, Belts. I have a bin for belts just because I don't like to hang belts. I think I don't like to hang them on the back of the doors or the walls or anything like that. Just number one, I don't have that many of them. And number two, I just don't like how they look 100%. So belts... I also like to put into my bins small bags and pouches. I'm a big collector of pouches. Like if you get like makeup, I keep that pouch and it's great for travel. And so I've, I have a lot of um, pouches I've actually utilized and I have a bin called travel, travel pouches. So that way when I travel, I know this one has like hair ties in it. This one has, you know, Advil and Tylenol and tummy medicine in it. I know this one has like gum and and mints. And I just kind of, I, again, we travel pretty frequently. So it's just something that kind of helps me keep organized because I can just take that pouch and automatically throw it into my bag um, when we go away. Now, the other thing I like bins for, and I wish more of my clients like this, but I'll be honest, they didn't, um, was to store like nicer purses because it keeps the dust off of them. And I have found that too. And again, I live in the desert. Dust, I mean, you literally can dust. I can dust this morning and then I will have dust by this evening. I mean, I live in a desert. So dust is definitely something we deal with a lot. But um, definitely, like I said, a lot of people like to display their purses. Totally understand, like to do the stuffing and display. To me, I did it for clients. It's not something I'll do for myself. Truth be told, I only have like two purses that are kind of special. One is just a really cute patent leather black purse that I actually thinks is think is really cool. Something very super inexpensive. I bought it like H and M or something, but I do think it's really cute, and I'll display that. But um. I have just one, I'm not like a purse girl. I have like one fancy purse that I've had for like 15, 20 years. Um, And I do keep that in a bin because it's uh, kind of keeps the dust off of it. I just feel like it kind of, it doesn't get dropped on the floor or anything like that. So again, bins are great for sort of just kind of preserving items, keeping things clean and dust free. The other thing when it comes to closets and reasons I like bins is this. I hate folding sheets. I don't mind folding the flat sheet, but that fitted sheet, I hate it. And I know 
I'm an organizer. I should love folding. I mean, I think I'm the only organizer that does not have a how to fold a fitted sheet YouTube video or Instagram reel or something. I hate them. I hate them. I sometimes I'll be honest, I like to just roll them in a ball and just like smush them down and then have the fitted sheet on top of it. I just when I'm folding laundry, I always pull out the sheets and put them to the side. They're just a pain. I hate it. So this is one thing that I do when it comes to sheets. Bins are fantastic. So then you can just kind of like, again, you can do this fold roll thing um, to put it in a bin and then just put a label on the outside and say, you know, king bed sheets or twin bed sheets. And then it looks really tidy in your closet. And generally speaking, no one's going to look inside the bin. And who cares what they do? You just grab it out. It's clean. It fits on the bed. It, it serves its purpose. So generally speaking, you can use a bin for things that just don't look so tidy when you are trying to store them. I think it's a great way to sort of um, disguise things and keep things preserved and tidy and organized. Okay. So when it comes to labels, let's talk about that for a quick second. And you probably have heard me say it a million times, but guys, I mean it. I 100% mean it. I was scrolling through Instagram today um, to check out something and I'm like, somebody was asking about, um, I can't find great labels, organizing labels. Um, Who has great organizing labels? I know you can find labels out there. I don't think you should be using super specific labels. And so the the thing that they were directed to were these labels that were super cute, granted, but it was like baking soda, oatmeal, Cheerios, you know, it had like, it was so specific. And I'm like, yes, that's great. But we just... I really feel like labels should be very general. Again, my whole philosophy with organizing is to save you time. I don't want you fussing over labels. Labels can be pricey. They can be time consuming. The containers that we put on, you've made a monetary investment into. If you don't have Cheerios, then, and you have this label, you're gonna have to peel off the label it it's just this rabbit hole again like then that one that bin's not going to have a label and it's going to bug you if your brain works like mine does and so i just say like keep labels off unless you really need them they should be really be functional and they should be general for instance when it comes to closets some of the labels should just simply say seasonal so for instance going back to your those shoes if you have shoes and you decide to do a seasonal rotation, you don't have to say summer. You don't have to say winter. Just say seasonal. You know what season you're in. You know what's in the, the box. So for instance, when I'm recording this, we're in fall right now. So if I were to do a seasonal rotation, then I'm taking my warm weather stuff putting them in seasonal bins, removing the cold weather stuff and putting them in my closets. I don't have to say summer. I don't have to say winter. I just say seasonal. And again, that way, if you imagine if you had summer bins and winter bins, they're just empty bins sitting there and they're going to drive you nuts probably. So seasonal. The other label I want you to consider that's a very general but great label is just accessories. So for instance, I for my travel, I think I have two travel bins and I have um, 
one that says travel pouches. And I just kind of know those are the ones that I can grab for any trip, whether it be a short trip, long trip, car trip, airline trip, any kind of trip. I know I can use those pouches. And I think I do have one that says um, long-term travel accessories. So these are things that are like I know I need to take like maybe a passport or I need to um, take uh, uh, different types of uh, charges if we're going overseas or different things like that where it just sort of sparks. And I know, okay, that's where the stuff, like if I'm really going to travel or really go on a trip is in that bin. It just sort of sparks um, my uh, memory. That way I, it saves me time. Also, you could just one that has says travel in general. Like I said, are you going to take a phone charger on a trip? Any trip you go on? Yeah. So you don't have to, again, specify like, unless, unless for instance, I will say this, I have a lot of friends and when they vacation, they do the same type. So for instance, they'll say RV camping travel or beach travel. Like I have friends and that's the only type of travel they do. They might go to different locations, but generally speaking, they know this is the stuff that goes in the RV when they travel with their RV. And then when they go head to a beach somewhere, this is their beach stuff. So that's, if you do that, then that's absolutely fine. Whatever, again, works for you. For me, I kind of, we mix it up. We like to go to different places. And so if I, I could never be that specific when it comes to my labels, but again, keep labels specific. Now you've heard me talk about habits and tools and definitely tools are things that we use to organize with. I want you to consider when it comes to hangers, uniformity always looks neat. So there's different types of hangers out there, wood, felt, and plastic. I'm not going to go on a soapbox and tangent on this one. I'm going to save it for Instagram. So actually I have a note here, save for Instagram. So generally speaking, um, I will do sort of a, a guide or something. So go to One Organized Mama Instagram and depending on when you've listened to this, scroll down and I will have uh, sort of like a guide when it comes to hangers and things that you should consider when buying them. But generally speaking, in order to make things look neat and tidy, just choose one type. If you decide to go plastic, use all plastic. Don't do a combination of felt and plastic and wood. It does make a difference. It really, really does when it comes to organizing your closets. And then one other note, I had like a little, a lot of little side notes on this one, um, command strips. I have tried a lot of different hangers, different types of hangers that go in the wall. And I will say I've had the best luck with the 3M command strips. And I'm pretty sure most of you know what I'm talking about. Um, they claim not to do damage to the wall. That's not a hundred percent. So always be careful and like test an area. And I think it says on their package, like test the area before you do that. But for the most part, I've had great, great luck with these. And, um, I've used them to organize everything from baseball caps to necklaces to, um, different things like that. And they've just been great as hangers. I know that there's like specific, types of organizers you can get out there for baseball caps or jewelry, different things like that. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. I just like the command strip um, hooks and hangers that they have. They work great. You can customize them. All right. 
Now let's just go on to step number four, which is all about teach and maintain. All right. So again, when you are working on a space and it's organized and you've finished it, you want to maintain it, right? Just like I said earlier, we all just have a lot of stuff in our homes. Um, and we want to make sure that we are keeping that stuff at a minimum. Like we, you know, too much stuff, it's really impossible for an area to be organized when it's just bursting at the seams. So you want to get into some really good habits and implement these habits. Number one, in order to teach yourself and the fam- the people in your home um, how to maintain the space, again, use sticky notes. Use sticky notes to communicate. Again, <laughs> will they pay attention to them? Not necessarily. Um, for instance, the linen closet, I went to go look at it the other day and towels. I do this, I do this super annoying thing. It's probably annoying to my family, but to me, it makes total sense. I have specific towels for specific bathrooms. So my guest bathroom downstairs, I like a set, a nice set of towels because that's the bathroom people are going to see. Personally, for me, I like white towels. I feel, I don't know, it's just my thing. I just like white towels in, in my bathroom. And then the kids can get just whatever. I don't, I could care less what their towels look like. And they're usually what was on sale and I grabbed a bunch of them. So does it make me a little nuts when I see my nice towels meant for the guest bathroom up in the kids' linen closet? Yes. Am I going to berate and beat up my family over that? No. Because the whole point of being organized is to save time, not to try to impress others, not to cause tension in your family. So when I see it and I'm putting stuff away, I just take them out and go put them away where they belong. Takes me two seconds to do that. So I don't want you beating up your family. I don't want you, you know, if there's something that they're not understanding or paying attention to, it's going to happen. That's life. And again, just it's going to be a matter of time for habits. Like, hey, guys, just so you know, this stuff goes in here when you're putting them away. And just keep it at that. It doesn't have to look perfect. Now, um, a big thing that keeps the space organized that people generally don't like to hear about our daily routines. I want you to have a daily routine. And this is a great time to teach your family like, hey guys, I just organized this space. Let me show you guys where things go. I call it a 20 minute tidy, put 20 minutes on your uh, uh, timer and go through and tidy up your house. It should be everyone that lives in your house should be a part of it. Um, and just teach them where they get, where stuff goes. And after time, they'll start to get it. I do this with, um, a drop zone of paperwork forever. I had paperwork everywhere in my house. I created a drop zone. Now my whole family knows after years of doing this, they know where the paperwork goes. If they're looking for a piece of paper, they know where to find it. So this is your opportunity to really kind of teach and maintain your space because that's what I want you to focus on. That's what will keep your home organized and tidy. Now, the other thing that I want you to implement into your routine, and this is not daily, this is monthly, is monthly decluttering. 
So each month, and you can choose the day of the month, I don't want you to have paralysis by over analysis here. If it is the sixth of the month, then that is when your month begins. And I just want you to focus on one space. So there's probably a space that's kind of bugging you. And I want you to focus on decluttering that space. Or maybe it's a lot of times, again, it's closets. So I want you to focus on decluttering that space. You don't have to do it all in one day. Um, You can do, again, increments of 20 minutes if it's a lot of stuff. And your whole focus is just getting rid of stuff. Yes, you can kind of go through and tidy and straighten things. But I don't want you taking everything out. I don't want you to do a full-blown declutter like a step one, I want you to simply go through, take a trash bag. What can you toss in the trash? What can you donate? What can you recycle? What can you give away to a friend? What stuff can you get out of that space? And that is certainly something that's going to help you maintain organization in your home. All right. Now, I'm going to end this episode with this. Obviously, again, I was, like I said, I was kind of dreading doing this. I thought, oh my gosh, this feels like a boring topic to me. But actually, I realized, oh, I'm super passionate about it. So I want you, when it comes to organization, especially when it comes to closets, is to put functionality over perfection. I want you to remind yourself why you're getting organized in the first place. And if you are, if you believe in the same philosophy that I believe in, it's to save you time. I don't want you to be overly fussy with how a space looks, especially those spaces that other people aren't going to see. And again, I'm not saying organize to impress others, but I'm a realist and I know obviously we want our homes to look neat and tidy. We don't want people to come into our homes and be like, damn girl. Um, so I want, so, but so I'm telling you, I get you here. And if sometimes it takes like kind of clearing the stuff, I don't want you to get in the habit. I just want you to get in the habit of putting stuff away where it belongs. Closets are a great way for you to be creative You know, it doesn't mean the linen closet only has to have linen stuff in there. It might have craft items. It might have, you know, extra Legos that you just don't want in your kids' room. Whatever it is, whatever works for you. So again, I want you to function or focus on functionality over perfection, especially when it comes to closets. This is not an area where you need to be overly worried about the aesthetics and how they look. Our closets are meant to be storage spaces. That's why they're in our home and they're meant to function for us. So don't worry about perfection. Stop looking at those Instagram. I do it too. I get caught up in the the pretty photos on Instagram and stuff. So Again, I thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the One Organized Mama podcast. I thank you for listening to like how fired up I get about this stuff and like soapboxy. And you know what? Hey, if I'm not your cup of tea and you don't like what I'm saying, that's absolutely fine with me. I just sometimes I feel like I need to say that because I know I know not everybody agrees with my philosophy. I know not everybody likes to hear what I'm saying, but I am telling you this it works. These techniques work. And I want you to spend your time with the people that mean the most to you in this world and doing the things that matter the most to you in this world. So 
Hopefully this has inspired you to uh, get in there, organize some closets. Don't forget, even if you live in the US, I love to see your closets. I love to see your ideas. Use the, hash, the hashtag OneOrganizedMom on Instagram. Definitely give me a follow. And don't forget to go to my website and just check out. I'm always trying to keep up with it and change it and have resources on there for you guys. So I'll continue to do that. So until next time, have a fantastic week. Thank you.